you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good morning, football, presented by Rocket Mortgage, live, of course, here in our studios in New York City. It's Tuesday, the 1st of August, which means we are closer to September, which means regular season, and then it's January, and it's playoffs, and your mind is blown, and football is gone. No, 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 it's August 1st. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brandt. That's Jason McCourty. And that across the table from us here is Dante Hall, the human joystick, in case you haven't heard. Mm-hmm. Down in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson has given uh, rookie wide receivers a flowers, the nickname Joystick. Mm-hmm. There was controversy. There was anger. There was uh, debate but the last hour. That. And what have we solved? We've solved the fact that it is okay for Zay Flowers to be called Joystick, mm-hmm. not the human Joystick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Differentiation is key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, how does that make you feel? Well, there is some legal precedent. I remember when the Baltimore Ravens running back Gus Edwards was having a moment and people were calling him Gus, Gus the, the Bus. bus. I actually got to talk to Jerome Bettis, and I was like, Jerome, you're the bus. And not only are they calling somebody else the bus, it's a Raven. It's the Steelers' what rival. He He's like, it's okay. It's okay. I love him. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm here to spread the love. But they, like Dante and Jerome are like two very nice yeah. guys that I think are very secure with yourselves. Some other people, someone did suggest on Twitter that Zay Flowers getting the joystick should be like when you show up with your team and someone has your number, like there should be a payment. Mm. <laughs> so now all of a sudden, maybe you want to talk. I love that idea. <laughs> Never going to say no to that. No. I love that idea. But for now, they're calling him the, the joystick in, in Baltimore. It's okay. Yeah. Zay should ask Lamar to be on the hook for that bill because he's the one that came up for it. He's the one that came, up, yeah, exactly. one that came up for it. Get that man it. an entire gym. Right? Come Exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about America's team. Top of the league block. There's been plenty of buzz out in Oxnard, California, of course, the home of the Cowboys training camp uh, and all offseason really surrounding Dallas about Mike McCarthy as the new league-crowned Cowboys play caller this season. Kellen Moore moved on to the Los Angeles Chargers, so now it's Mike McCarthy's job. Yesterday, C.D. Lamb gave us a little insight into the offense and 
Dak Prescott how he's going at training camp. He's very aggressive. Uh, and the way he wants to win. I mean, that's everybody. And he's looking for the deep ball now. So if you're not going to back up, this is a warning to everybody. If you're not going to back up, good luck. Ooh, I like it. What are some of the changes to the offense with Mike versus Kellen? Really not much, honestly. Just, you know, the way different play calling, of course. But uh, it's just it's, it's a lot more simpler. You know, all the offense is in Dak's hands now. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, being called from Mike or Kell mm-hmm. since last year. But now it's all in, it's all on Dak. Like, higher he's feeling versus the coverage. If he likes the matchup, we're going to call that play. If he likes whatever he likes versus zone, he's going to call that play. So technically it's all in Dak's hands. Mm. All right, you heard it from CD. The offense is all in Dak's hands. So after some early exits from the playoffs over the last two years, what is truly at stake for not Mike McCarthy in this conversation, for Dak Prescott going into this season? I think as you look at Dak and his career, he's been a really good quarterback in the NFL. And you look at the leap that he can possibly make, and yes, from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy. And you heard C.D. Lamb say the offense is in Dak's hand. He has the ability to change plays and dictate what the offense is going to do. I think this creates an opportunity for Dak Prescott to go from being a really good quarterback in the NFL to try to work his way up to be mentioned among the elites. When you talk about who are the best quarterbacks in the league, when you start doing tiers and all of those different things that we take up time in the offseason to create, Dak Prescott moving from whether you have him in three, two, up to that number one echelon. I think this is an opportunity. You look at his numbers over the course of his career amongst active quarterbacks. He's right middle of the pack, 12th in yards and 12th in this and 10th in that. And you look at his postseason last year in 2022. He has that wild card game against the Buccaneers, and it's just like, my goodness, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Those numbers are off the chart. And then the next week, they come back in the divisional, they play the 49ers, and it's like a tale of two halves. And you can't figure out why the drop or what it is that Dak Prescott is going through. And obviously, this doesn't all fall on his shoulders. But when you talk about being one of the best quarterbacks in the game and being able to will your team to victory and take them to a conference championship game and possibly the Super Bowl, I think this is an opportunity he has to really step up and take over this team. Because right now, the question is that we've been asking for the last 25 years, are, can the Cowboys actually do it? Are they just a good regular season team? Every time we do a segment on the Cowboys, the same question continues to come up. It's been a line from Troy Aikman to Tony Romo, and now it's Dak Pres- Prescott. The Cowboys, America's team of the past, you have to have a certain level of winning, I think, to move up into that next group. Mm-hmm. And I think Dak Prescott this year has an opportunity to do that. And hearing that he has more responsibility in the offense, adding a guy like Brandon Cooks, having the explosiveness of Tony Pollard in the mm-hmm. backfield, hey, now more than ever is the time to do it. I'm going to stay within that same stratosphere. Um, you make your name during the regular season. You make your legacy during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You've made money. You have fame. When you're done with football, you're going to be great. Right now, this season is all about your legacy. You're two and four in the playoffs. That's how you change your legacy. Mm. You have to perform in the playoffs, not in the regular season, not in the preseason. It's the playoffs, and specifically past the wild card round. So I think this year it's all about Dak's legacy. Um, last year, he missed five games and still led the NFL. And interceptions. Mm-hmm. And they're telling me, telling us, CD is saying the offense is going to be more aggressive. Yeah. Maybe think about <laughs> throwing it away. Maybe think about checking it down. Don't be more aggressive. Yeah. Your legacy is on the line this year, Dak. 
my concern with Dak Prescott is that he doesn't have much at stake, that there isn't really a lot of stakes. And let me tell you why. Dak is paid upon paid upon paid. His contract is massive. He's not going anywhere. He's very good. Yeah. He has tons of endorsements. He has tons of commercials. Okay. He's the Walter Payton Man of the Year. It's the greatest honor that you can be given in this league. He'll wear that patch on his jersey for the rest of his career. He has total respect in that guard for everything he does in the community. What is what is he striving for? Now, okay, a Super Bowl. Sure. If he, if he wins a Super Bowl, that's going to change. Is that really going to happen? I don't know. Like I remember they lost that game to the Niners, and his press conference afterwards, he said, you know, the way I played in this performance bias was unacceptable. Is it? Is there someone in Dallas who's like, no more. We're changing everything. This is unacceptable. It seems to me that it's completely acceptable in what they do, and it's what they've done since I was in high school. They had a very good season. They beat the Bucs. They beat Tom Brady in his last game, and it's kind of like, well, that worked. Until someone says, absolutely, I'm stopping, I'm breaking this cycle, and it's a coach, this coach or the next coach, or certainly the guy who's in the owner's box, changes something radically – it's just Groundhog Team. They're always very good. They're never great. And I just want to make sure and t- step back and look that Dak right now is playing in an era where there's maybe two or three guys in the NFC at most. There may be one fantastic quarterback. AFC juggernaut. And NFC, like, you, you can't get to the Super Bowl in this NFC? Like, you, you're, you're losing to the, to the Garoppolo types and whoever the hell San Francisco is churning out and Rodgers when he was – it's all gone. So Dak has a great life, great bank account, great respect. He's always a very good player. Mm-hmm. What exactly is the motivation? Is he that guy who's Michael Jordan-like or Kobe-like who said, like, I will not rest until I win the Super Bowl? Or is he just like, yeah, I'm going to try, but in the meantime, you know, I, I, I'm doing pretty well and I'm going to continue to be the Cowboys quarterback and then I'll go into broadcasting like my predecessors. If that's the case, there isn't a lot at stake. We've seen guys who are hungry, who are unproven, who want to get paid, who want to get respected. He has paid. He is respected. Where is the hunger from that? I, I, I wonder if he's that type of guy. Uh, I will go down that same path with you. Specifically, uh, three months ago, you put out quarterback tears. Do you remember Mm -hmm. this? You Mm -hmm. went AFC first, I think, and then Mm -hmm. everyone was up in arms. So uh, the people demanded you went NFC. Just to jog your memory and to tell Dante, uh, he had Jalen Hurts in the top tier. He had Dak. Kirk Cousins, and Matt Stafford in the second tier. Mm -hmm. And then the smattering of quarterbacks after that. Everything you just said about Dak Prescott and whether or not it's what even is at stake, he's been totally fine. And you use the words he's... He's got his life is made, his bank account is made, his respect is there. Is this not the same concept that we talk about Kirk Cousins all the time? In that segment, when you had the tears up there, you asked us all the question, who do you want in the fourth quarter on a game-winning drive? Do you want Kirk Cousins or do you want Dak Prescott? To me, this concept of what is he really striving after? Is he putting himself under more pressure? What does success look like to Dak Prescott? Because a lot of people would say one and the same, those two guys are, are doing great. I, I would think say, they're the same player. They're the same player. I would say, let's go back to this game. Where's this Dak Prescott? When he beat up on the Vikings they and they won 40-3. to It was 23-3 at halftime. He went for two touchdowns. Yeah. He led Tony Pollard to, have, to lead the team in both rushing and receiving yards. Uh-huh. Where was this guy on the road that absolutely sliced across a Minnesota defense that was playing great? They bounced back the next week. 40-3 to on the road against an NFC opponent. What did Kirk Cousins do that day? Didn't stand up the way Dak did. We see flashes from a week-to-week perspective on guys that are really good at the position. 
But to take it to the next level, to be considered elite, you got to be able to do it, to your point, Dante, in January. And you have to have that killer mentality. And for both of those guys, I just couldn't believe the words you were using, how applicable it can be to both Dak and Kirk. Same player. Same, same player. player. I, I, I agree. Find the difference. But it, it's, it's the meme. that They're the same yeah. picture. You yeah. know what I'm saying, Jay? If it doesn't work out for the Cowboys offense this year, more to blame on Dak or more to blame on McCarthy? Sounds like Dak, according to CeeDee Lamb. If the offense right. is all in Dak's hand and it's really had nothing to do with Kellen Moore and Mark McC- uh, Mike McCarthy, it's on Dak. How are we in a situation again, though, where we've somehow found another way to not have Mike McCarthy like take all of the responsibility on the plate? Somehow we've gotten we've skipped right over Kellen Moore departing, and now we're like, no, no, now it's on yeah. Dak. Mike McCarthy is just like he's able to somehow go around and be like, not my, I, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. We saw the Dak version with Garrett. And it was it's pretty much the same thing. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. It's not usually great. And there's huge peaks like that Vikings game or a million different. I mean, Dak's had an awesome career. Yeah. It's just he's two and four in the playoffs. He is like one of these guys who's the, the next level down, yeah. who's not in the Hall of Fame conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a great career. Great. There's nothing wrong with being Matt Ryan. Like, it's an awesome, awesome career. Matt Ryan was an MVP. There's nothing wrong with being Phillip Rivers. Those are great quarterbacks. Just like Dak just might not be one of the greats of this era unless he changes it this is year. Is that how people view Tony Romo? Hmm? Is yes. that how people view Tony yeah. Romo? Yes, absolutely. 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 Yeah. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. We're 
gonna do something creative here. We're up here with the stools and the set, and we're gonna play a little game with training camp in full swing. That means everybody is doing this. They're talking. Okay, I'm so listening. we got quotes on quotes on quotes. Okay. We'll start with Sean Payton. He made waves last week. Honestly, we can't stop talking about it with his comments in the media. Well, yesterday, Broncos all corner Pat Sertain made some much more teen headlines with his expectations for the 2023 Broncos, yet we still want to talk about it. Take a listen. Yeah, um, that's definitely the expectation. Um, you know, is he the playoffs, the Super Bowl? You know, that's on our minds right now. Um, obviously, the past couple of years hasn't been in our favor. Um, you know, we went up short. So, you know, this year, um, the standard is the standard. Um, you know, winning enough games, getting above 500, and winning games and um, getting to that playoff scenario. So. Mm. Okay. Quotes on quotes on quotes. The standard is the standard. Jason, what do you think about Sertan's playoff expectations? Uh, I, I think at this point <laughs> in the season, we all, when you're playing at this point, it's playoffs, the Super Bowl, all little, those are the things you say. But what is the standard in Denver? I mean, when Peyton Manning was there, they went and won the Super Bowl. But you think about for them to say, hey, playoffs, Super Bowl, and all of that, last year they won one game in their division. That was the last game of the season against the Chargers where the Chargers played their starters for longer than everybody thought they would. But that was the only game they won in their division. And the AFC is tough as it is. And to actually make it to the playoffs, it starts with trying to win in that division. And for the Broncos, I don't see exactly where they're going to make that huge leap and be a team we're talking about competing for a Super Bowl this year. Love the enthusiasm. Love the new energy. When your head coach comes out and says that he expects this team in the playoffs, when you go up to the podium the next few days and you talk, you damn well better say, hey, our expectations are the playoffs as well. We'll see where this Denver Broncos team is. I, I don't really – I can't put my finger on exactly what their standard is right now, though. I'm going to pick it back right off of that because uh, you got to first win your division before you can even think about anything else. I played with Pastor Tan's dad. Pastor yeah. Tan, yeah, I played with him. That's and cool. I think he would tell him the same thing. You got to win your division first. But before you can even think about winning your division, you have to beat the Chiefs first. I don't think you've beat the Chiefs since I played for the Chiefs. So first worry about beating the Chiefs a couple of times, win your division, and then we can progress on to the playoffs and then the Super Bowl maybe. I'd say the same thing for the Raiders. Like, just same exact deal, beat the Chiefs. We know that. But I, I hate this time of year when anybody says anything other than playoffs. You should say playoffs. Yeah. We're not talking what? about – yeah, I do. What, what Should the goal be – well, you know, if we can get to seven wins, like, we'd be really happy with that. And that's a, No, make the playoffs. Every single year, with very few exceptions, there's a team that goes from last place to first place. It's mm -hmm. just how it happens. I don't care what team you are. If you are the Broncos, if you are the Texans, if you are the Cardinals, we want to make the playoffs. It's, it's not some crazy pie-in-the-sky vision. It happens. The league is set up for that. The league has that happen every single year. The Broncos have... A quarterback who's won a Super Bowl, a head coach who's won a Super Bowl. Jason said, "What they have the best secondary in the entire league? Yeah, They're built the to win the game in a passing league. Super Bowl? I don't know. No, of course I'm not predicting the Broncos win the Super Bowl. Should they get a wild card? Hell yes, go get it. Maybe I'm cringing at the fact that he threw Super Bowl on the back end of it's that. And if he had just said playoffs, it it's would a little be a little bit more palatable. <laughs> but to say Super Bowl, you are playing in the same division two times this year. You're going to have to play the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. To your point, Dante, it's that's a that's a high mountain to climb. You know, I see that quote and I'm watching Pat talk and I'm 
the the Broncos were so far off our radars last year. It makes me realize the last time I really had like paid attention to what Pat Sertan was doing was when he was at Alabama. You think about these guys who are like to go from great great teams in college to really good teams in the NFL, and you're like, great, that's right on par. Mm-hmm. The things that that young man has had to deal with from what he was experiencing in Alabama to what he's had to deal with with the Broncos, I feel for him. I get it. He wants to get back to the pinnacle. No doubt. Early reports from Panthers training camp on their rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, have been very positive so far. Mm. But their new safety and former Bengal, Von Bell, gave an interesting comparison to our own Sarah Walsh and Mark Ross yesterday. What do you see that compares in between what you saw leadership-wise out of Burrow and Bryce? Man, it's pretty much the same. Um, they, they just want to prove themselves at first and um, let their play do the talking. Uh, then they go ease into the leadership role and whatnot. So they just try to get their feet down, just really go out there and show the guys who they are and um, just showing up every day to work, just trying to be a pro. And um, But they're very similar, and they, they're phenomenal talents for sure. Mm, very similar. Cool. What do we make of that comparison, Jason? It's kind of what I would think. From the outside looking in, I think when Joe Burrow first showed up, you didn't see this extremely outgoing personality and this loud guy. He got in, you let him, we got out there in the preseason, you saw him make some plays. I think for Bryce Young, we've seen this kind of a, a softer voice and a, a mellow kind of character. And I think for him, right now, you get out on the practice field as a rookie, you're the first overall pick. Everybody wants to see what you can do. The expectations are extremely high. So for him in the locker room, just go out there and show your teammates, hey, this is why they drafted me first overall. I think for Von Bell, as a veteran, you're in Cincinnati and you just watched Joe Burrow do it. And you saw the way he did it. So now you get a chance to have Bryce Young come in. And these are two players that you mentioned college, Jamie, that were in very good programs who reached the highest level you can. So they know what it takes and they know how to be leaders and they know the journey it takes to become one. And, and one of the best ways to be a leader is to just go out and lead by action. Yeah. Um, I love the rah-rah guys. You need those. They get mm-hmm. you going on days that you can't get yourself going. But one of the best leaders that I ever played with was a guy by the name of Will Shields, offensive lineman, yeah. 14 years, never missed a game in the NFL. Mm. He just went about his business, wasn't a big rah-rah guy, and just quietly. And you just had to observe. Watch how he worked on his technique. Yeah. Watch how he went about his business, taking notes and meetings, et cetera, et cetera. I, I had a, uh, the, the pleasure of meeting Bryce Young at the NFL draft mm-hmm. in Kansas City briefly. I felt leadership immediately. Just within that 10, 15 minutes of uh, chatting with him, I felt leadership. So Von Bell would know best. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I go with him. Mm. It must have been cool to meet a player who's shorter than you are. I mean, that's <laughs> Especially at the quarterback. Yeah, you know what that's I'm another shot, by the way, Kyle. That's two. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I, I'm on the same thing, though. I think especially a quarterback who's drafted number one overall, I think it takes a long time to gain your teammates' respect, mm-hmm. but you can lose it very quickly. Mm. It, it, very quickly. If you show up the wrong way. Showing up and shutting up is a difficult thing to do these days because mm-hmm. it's always about the gram and the outfit and whatever the hell it is. Seems like he's doing it. I love every time we show him, he's always out there working his butt off with Josh McCown who could not be a more different quarterback yeah. than him, massive, statuesque guy, teaching him all the nuances of the game. I look at it like I used to watch Survivor all the time, and the people who would show up on the first day at camp and get eliminated are these loud mouths who are like, I'm taking control here. I'm the alpha. You're out of here. Show up, shut up, help build the, the, you know, the shelter and help find the water, and just chill for a while. Yeah. Work, chill, shut up. We haven't really heard any crazy sound bites from him, and I don't think we will. I like how he's handling plenty him. Plenty of goals I, in the locker room, too. Right. Yeah. There's plenty to go around. They're not a, their wide receiver core is not a, it's not some team that you're like oh man Bryce Young is really going to have his work cut out 
for him. They drafted wide receiver. They got Adam Thielen from the Vikings. I'm not surprised by this comparison whatsoever. I actually, the question at hand was about the leadership, and that's where Von Bell took it because they're two, they're built very differently. But the magnetic draw that I think these two guys have from a cool factor and X factor kind of has a Jalen Hurts vibe to him. So people just want to be around him. And it's so great to watch Bryce Young warming up with Andy Dalton as well on the roster. Andy Dalton's on the Panthers. Great, venerable guy. Been around. He'll teach him a lot of things. I think I disrespected him yesterday. I didn't mean it. Andy, I love you. I really do. It's fantastic. Uh, We learned something new every day. Finally, friend of the show, Jamal Williams, is now a New Orleans Saint. And honestly, we're surprised it took this long for him to come out and have a controversial take. He was asked if he tried a New Orleans delicacy in the beignet. And here's his take. Yeah, not impressed. It's just a funnel cake. It's just a funnel cake. So, yeah, the beignetis is just a funnel cake. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not from, I just got here. I respect y'all, your beignetis and all that. But in California, we just call them funnel cakes. So, well, that's just where we know them at. I tasted it. it tastes just like a funnel cake. So, that's all. But it's good, though, if you like funnel cakes. <laughs> It's good. I, I'm supposed to always. I'm gonna just take this one. We're gonna start with food. I want to lead off with. Do your thing. Um, I, I feel insulted for the funnel cake. Honestly, like I'm not impressed. It's just like a funnel cake. Friend, are you then therefore not impressed by funnel cakes? Because now we're having a problem. People who are trying. It's a shoe pastry. Did you know there's a shoe pastry category? Mm. Funnel cakes and beignets. They're all under that. They take lukewarm water beignetis. and flour. Beignets. <laughs> and so when you make a beignet and you put this the flour on it or the powdered sugar, it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's if you're a funnel cake guy, Jamal Williams, what have you been doing your whole life? You didn't go to carnivals growing up. Anything with powdered sugar on it is tremendous. Yeah. I'm not impressed with you, friend, for not having a great dessert palette. Just be, don't be insulted by the parallel. Be insulted by the fact that Jamal Williams doesn't like the shoe pastry category. Is he saying he doesn't he like saying, them or that yeah. they're the same thing? It's, he said I, I think beignet, it goes hand in hand. A beignet is good. Hand in hand. He said he wasn't impressed. He's not impressed. Mm. It's like a not funnel impressed. cake. No, no. You got that. No. He said beignets, they're good. If you like funnel cakes, what he's saying is I show up to New Orleans and everybody's telling me about this great thing. These beignets, you only can get them in New Orleans. They're amazing. you yeah, got to try yeah, them. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, I've, I've had this before. Yeah. I've gone to plenty of carnivals yeah, as a kid. It's the same thing as the funnel cake. They just did it in a different shape. Like, no disrespect to you, New Orleans people, but you didn't create this thing. Funnel cakes are all over the country. Yeah. You just decided to give it a different name, a beignet, a beignetti, a beignetti, whatever you want to call it at the end of the day, <laughs> if you like it. Come on up to where I'm from. I'll give you a funnel cake. And you'll say, wow, this is really good. It tastes like I've had it before. But if he liked it, he would say, I'm a fan of beignetis because I love funnel cakes. He did not say that. He's not that impressed. It's like a funnel cake. I'm with you, Jamie. Thank you. That's exactly what he said and what he he meant. I think he went to the wrong beignetti, beignetti place. (laughs) That's what I think. He's in New Orleans. They should all be good. He He must have found a bad one somehow because I love beignetis, beignetis, and... What's the original? Well, clearly what happened here is the context is that the beignetis were built up for him significantly. Yes, the the second you say so New Orleans, everyone's like, oh, you got to get the beignets, you get the beignets. And he gets them and he's like, it's just funnel cake. Like that was, he's like, it's the same thing repurposed. But 
that's kind of the trick of the trade here with a lot of delicious food. Like, I, I got news for you, Jamal. Uh, uh, a taco is just a burrito that's not wrapped. It's the same thing. It's the same ingredients. You can put it in a bowl. You can put it in an enchilada. It's the same deal. They're all delicious, though. Yeah. Whatever medium you can get, the deep-fried powdered sugar on top is fantastic. I think it was over-promised for you a little bit. The beignatis are excellent. Just try them. Maybe try them and a funnel. If there's a, if there's a carnival in New Orleans, could you mm. get the same ones at the same place? Mm. I don't know. I've never yeah. been to one. There's a funnel cake stand and a beignet stand. It's kind of like when rookies come in here. Kyle tells him, have you been to New York? Have you yeah. had a slice of pizza? Go to... Sabaro. It's great. It's an authentic slice. It's as good as you can get. Yeah. I, we go there all the time. It's a great show. Great show and great uh, pizza we, place. We, we, <laughs> we do not. We feel badly for the rookies when Kyle does that. It's great. They take try to avoid oysters. Also, we want to apologize to the Bignatis, the Bignettis, and Bignet, the creator of the Bignet. I don't know who you are, but uh, so sorry on behalf Tiana, of Tiana. Oh, oh, Tiana, really? Yeah. She's getting her own ride at Disney World. She's coming She's coming up now. I'm wow. telling you. Put the Bignets on the, the mat. Splash Mountain is not going to be the Tiana ride. I'm telling you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Good morning, football. We now welcome to the show a former general manager, assistant GM, VP of player personnel, all the things. He won three Super Bowls with the New England Patriots. Now, we rely on him as our front office analyst here at NFL Network. What's up, Scott? Hey. What's up, Scott? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. 
Uh, you are in Chicago right now checking in on Bears Camp, I see, but I want to take you to Denver by way of hmm. New York. Scott, the comments by Broncos head coach Sean Payton, they rippled across the headlines last week, as did the response then to our own Peter Schrager from Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala. It is common for players to go back and forth with one another, but you don't see coaches doing it that often. What was your take as this situation has unfolded from a front office perspective? Yeah, Jamie, uh, you know, as I watch this, you know, no one knows and people can only speculate as to why Sean Payton said what he said and why he targeted certain individuals. It wasn't just Nathaniel Hackett that he targeted. It was the general manager, George Payton. It was the president, Damani Leach. And to say these things, I was taken back by it. But again, we don't know. You know, we hear these stories that he was trying to motivate his quarterback. He was trying to bring his team together. I just thought, saw this through a different lens. And I saw it through the lens was the fact is this happened eight months ago. Everyone knows what the Broncos season was last season. Everyone has commented on it. Everyone knows what happened and that people were fired. And I looked at it through the lens of being someone that had been fired. Everyone in this league has been fired at some point in time. And the fact is this. It doesn't impact just the person that sits in the chair. It impacts their families. It impacts their children. So to me, I was taken back by the fact that there was someone that was within the industry that understands the ripple effect that it has amongst not just the individual, but how it impacts, again, the play of the person's family and what that means to them. So to me, I was very taken back by it, didn't understand it, don't understand it. But I'm sure at some point in time, Sean will explain it a little bit more. But again, I guess disappointed was, is the word that really comes to my mind, because you just don't see people within the game, you know, taking shots at other people within the game unnecessarily and untimely. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor was taken back, too, by some comments made by possibly his owner, Jim Ursay, mm-hmm. as headlines now have talked about Jonathan Taylor requesting a trade out of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Well, since then, my girl Fowler has reported that the Colts running back Zach Moss has suffered a broken arm and is expected to miss six weeks. Scott, when all of this is going down, star player wants to be traded, but now a backup is injured. What is the mindset and the impact of the front office with now dealing with Taylor's contract negotiations? You know, when you're a team and regardless of what side you're on, you generally have confidence in your negotiation and your stance. And I think that the Colts had that because they knew that they had a good backup that they felt good about. Maybe not great about, but you have this degree of confidence. What happened was reality set in and they saw what life can look like if they have if they're without both their starting running back and their backup running back. But here's what stands out to me the most about the situation. I'm a firm believer in never talking publicly about contract negotiations because whether purposefully or inadvertently there's a chance that you're going to say something that is disrespectful to a player and it's that manifests itself in a couple ways it creates a problem with the player because players are competitive when you start taking their personal business and their negotiation public they're going to react, and it's not usually a good reaction. The other thing is you've got a locker room full of players that are watching how you're handling that player personally and how you're handling that player publicly. So to me, the idea of taking this negotiation public, talking about the player publicly, big, big mistake on behalf of the organization. It's just something you should never, ever do. It's just going to make things more difficult, not only in this negotiation, but in future negotiations with other players. Well, Scott, there's someone who chooses their words very uh, specifically in public, and that's Ryan Poles, the GM of the Chicago Bears. You're there at the Bears facility. Mm. You've been spending time around the Bears. You got to spend some time with Poles. 
big dude, a little bit stoic, and he's got a lot of work to do with the Chicago Bears. What stood out to yeah. you about the conversations you had with him? Kyle, you, you, everything, every way that you just described him is exactly accurate. And, and I've known Poles since uh, I hired him in 2009 in Kansas City. And Poles is this great combination of strength, confidence, intelligence, and humility. He's also got a great deal of empathy. One of the things, that, you know, I went to dinner with him the other night. We talked about a bunch of things off the record, but he was very open about his relationships with Flus, the head coach, but also with Kevin Warren, the president. And a lot of times people will focus on specifically just the on the field product, right? And at the end of the day, that's what matters. But sometimes the, the field, on the field, the players can perform better if there's a better team, not only on the field in the locker room, but people that are together. What I saw with Poles and heard from Poles was how collaborative he was, how much he loved Flus, how much he loves Kevin Warren, and how this is working together. And I'm a firm believer. I'm not worried about Poles, a talent evaluator, because he's outstanding as a talent evaluator. What I loved and what I saw is this team is together. This is a team, I understand how many games they won. This is not going to be a jump from three to you know maybe winning the division, but this is an improving football team that is going to happen because there is teamwork that is throughout the organization and a great deal of confidence and humility and transparency with one another. Scott, you have an article out right now on NFL.com, where you make the case for Mm. Ozzie Newton to become the first ever to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame twice. Tell me, why is this story so important to you? Dante, everyone knows about Ozzie's playing career and how great he was. You know, I was so fortunate to be with Ozzie, you know, when he transitioned from the time as a player and then five years later becoming the head of an organization. He worked in Cleveland. I worked alongside him and watched him as a leader, watched him develop into a leader, not the football leader on the field, but the leader in the front office and a decision maker. I got to see someone who was spectacularly collaborative, thoughtful, smart, asked questions, and genuinely humble. You look at the body of work in Ozzy's career. As a player, clearly a Hall of Famer, he's there. But you look at his body of work as an executive and a leader of a franchise and someone who drafted well and did a great job in free agency. There's never been an NFL or a pro football player or a member of pro football community that's been inducted twice. It's happened in other sports. If you get a chance to look at the article, I write a little bit about that. But I really believe that Ozzy is absolutely someone who has had a second Hall of Fame career. It's an incredible thing, uh, a double dipper. He deserves all of it, Scott, and I love that you make the case. You are in the Bears facility right now. Just a little inside info. I know the room that you are in. Scott, if you exit the room, go right, down the hallway and turn left, <laughs> there is a refrigerator with the most incredible collection of soda you've ever seen in your life. They got, like, cherry Dr. Pepper. They got wow. OG Royal Crown. They got everything in the Bears. You know that fridge, Scott? If you don't, go right it right now. It's fridge. so good. Kyle. Yeah, everybody does. Fridge, it's a but famous you know fridge. I kind of look at it. I'm impressed by the fridge, but I'm a big guy, so I go to the next fridge and find the snacks for sure, man. Ah. Mm, well, listen, absolutely. the Bears are famous for legendary refrigerators. You know that, Scott. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Well played, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.